everybody. Welcome to episode one of Trevor Talks Titans with Jordan. I'm your host, Trevor Drinkwater, here to talk about this absolutely terrible DC Universe original streaming program, Titans, with my good <clears throat> excuse me, with my good friend Jordan Haas. Hey, Hello, for, Jordan. Hey, Trev. Thanks for having me here. You know, thanks I for wanted... having thanks for having me. <laughs> it's it's it's. It's on the Funtime Calls uh, RSS stream. Uh, don't worry, folks. Uh, Funtime Calls is not going away. Jack and Ian are, are happy enough to have this show. In fact, they gave not only their blessing, they said, and I quote, thank God I don't have to watch Titans nor hear Jordan bitch about Titans every week now. If you are uh, one of the non-existent Tall Peters fans and you're listening to this on the Tall Peters RSS feed, uh, I would not have even bothered asking any of my co-hosts to watch Titans with me because there's no way they would want to do that or hear me talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky just... to have lucky to have Jordan here. I'm the guy who has to cover this. Oh well. Um, by the way, did you know that it's this? The only the United States is the only one that has the Titans on the DC streaming. Like elsewhere, it's on Netflix. Netflix. It's a Netflix show. Oh. Like is it, and this That's, was when when Titans first launched last year. It was at like the same time as those Daredevil and and like Luke Cage, uh, Iron Fist, all those Marvel shows. All those turds. So to to us, this is kind of worse because with a Netflix account, that's only what like the nine ninety five a month or whatever it's worth nowadays. Whereas here, it's that's an extra ten bucks plus whatever is the price of Netflix. Is that how much DC Universe costs? I don't pay for it. I, I, uh, it was uh, well, I got the like buy now and you get like twenty, like twenty percent off. So I paid like the sixty dollars for the yearly membership. It's going to come up, and I have to eventually <laughs> buy it again. I guess, even though I'm going to remind people, it's not worth it. It really is not. They don't have the Dark Knight series. They don't have any of the old Batman movies. They don't have any of the modern DC live action movies. Uh, that's that's not true. They do have the original four uh, Batman. I, I double checked. They do not have Batman Forever. Must they must be gone? Because I remember them being there. They do not have Batman Forever or Batman and Robin. They I do not. They I used to. They used before. to. Don't worry. I remember wow. that too. This is like not a Mandela effect. That that was something that was there. That that's gone. Dude. Dark Knight is gone. I mean, a lot of the the DC like adaptations are either gone or non-existent. The only things left is the animated stuff. They recently introduced the the first official HD transfer of the classic. Op- so what more could you ask for? I Plastic Man, the Plastic Man cartoon for starters. <laughs> like, I, all right, that, well, I'm sure they're working on it. The filmations, uh, you can talk about like, well, because it's D, it's Warner Brothers and they own the Scooby Doo. Maybe the Scooby Doo mysteries with Batman and Robin involved. That would be cool as like a bonus. Well, you got to get the Boomerang app if you want all the Scooby. Well, you got to get Netflix if you want Arrow and the Flash, and that's like other Warner Brothers properties on the CW network. It's all gonna get rolled up into uh, that HBO Max. What do you call it? HBO Max, the Warner Brothers Ultimate Destination, or whatever they're gonna call it. Everything you could possibly want. It's everything you want and then more. DC Universe. Really, like the only thing that's not preventing me from like getting really angry at the DC streaming service and wasting money is all the comic books. 
Yeah, they are doing a better job of having comics available on there. They used to not have shit, but it looks like they're starting to add a lot more of the uh, classic stuff. They did introduce the old Titans. They did introduce. Uh, they did, did introduce some of the New Fifty Two stuff. I think they're about to put out all the rebirth things now that I think about it. So we're now into the modern. A lot of a lot of the rebirth stuff is already on there, just like uh, several months behind. I don't know. I'm going to double check right now to see if they have the uh, the Rick Grayson arc yet. <laughs> I don't know. I was just reading uh, some Deathstroke, some of Christopher Priest's Rebirth Deathstroke, and uh, they have it, but just up to like several months ago, not like the most recent ones. Alrighty. Uh, looks like issue forty-seven, the Dark Web. Read it. Uh, no, right. we are still I've, in. All I right. feel like we're we're really stalling here. We're really avoiding the elephant in the room. Well, which, yeah, yeah, so we're trying which, to do an elephant in the room here because I, I think we didn't really explain that much in the in the episode zero of of Titans. about the streaming service itself. Or yeah, the streaming or, service itself, and like this is in in I mean my big whatever. rush was this was just a rush production to try and sell into the the service. That's all it was. Eight. And we talked about how much of a mess it was. So season two rolls around. We're thinking, okay, it's a little better now. Okay, good. I I was not. I had no such optimism, and I am not happy to say that this ep- first episode was even worse than I expected. All right. So when we last left off in Titans, yeah, you uh, can do the recap. We got to go to the recap, season one recap. <clears throat> so Trigon's. Uh, we go to Rachel because she's not Raven yet. Everyone still says she's Raven. She's not. She's still. She's just Rachel Roth. She not goes to the family that. home and discovers her real mom. She finds her real mom, and Trigon, and Beast Boy is there, because that's the only person she trusts and loves. Trigon decides to destroy Beast Boy and beat the shit out of him. This pisses off Rachel. Beast Boy is there, too, and this also causes, after he gets his ass kicked, Dick Grayson, through the power of heart, like it's Captain Planet, goes into the spooky house. Dick Grayson then gets infested with Trigon's spell, which causes a big flashback that wastes 40 minutes of the viewer's time in a what-if scenario (laughs) where Batman kills people and kills the Riddler and the Joker and Two-Face and Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn and all your favorite rogues. This causes Dick Grayson to be pissed. And eventually he gets so angry because the overlaying arc of season one is I don't want to be Batman because Batman's a murderer and I don't want to be a murderer. He kills Batman. In our last scene, Rachel looks at Dick Grayson and goes, Oh, you're here. You'll save me. Oh God. Thank you. And then sure enough, it ends with Dick Grayson giving the spooky face. He's got those spooky eyes. And by spooky face, I mean like a really bad CGI of like, what if you took the pupil and dilated it all and then had like, black uh cracked uh veiny stuff bleeding out yeah you've just got evil just sort of oozing uh from your eye area that's how you know you've been corrupted by trigon so then we return to season two welcome to the all new titans rachel's in the house and beast boy is fucked up and dick grayson Mm -hmm. is hurt and trigon's there with the mom and this is where, folks, things really start to not happen at all. Trigon, people... by the way, is not Satan yet. He's still just man in business suit. Still a regular looking dude. 
lots of people standing around for a good chunk of this episode. Uh, happens right at the beginning, I guess, is that everybody kind of just sort of magically teleports to where uh, Raven and Beast Boy and Trigon yes. all are. Because so uh, Dawn and Hank, right, are supposed to be in D.C. Yeah, they're supposed to just be in been D.C. Wo- they are done. We're fucked up. Fuck you. We're good. We're done. So the yeah, only but- people left in the universe that are outside the house, in our knowledge, is uh, Wonder Girl. I keep saying Power Girl, but I think it's... Is it Power Girl yeah. or Wonder Girl? The uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Girl. Donna Troy. Donna yeah, Troy. Wonder Girl and Starfire are nearby somewhere. Yes. Da- and then Hank, Jason Hawk- Todd, of all people, yeah. <laughs> shows Okay, up so too. for some... For some reason, at the very end uh, of last season, uh, Rachel had psychically reached out to Dawn, who was in a coma, and she woke up saying, we have to get Jason Todd. So so Dawn and Hank, a.k.a. Dove and Hawk, travel within like two minutes to Gotham City, which I guess is right next door to D.C. So D.C. to Gotham is like... <laughs> so, so I don't know. If you're playing along at home, people think Gotham City is New York. Other times they say it's Chicago. Either way, I don't think it's a two-hour drive. It, it's yeah, it's just it's in Virginia. It's right outside DC here for our purposes. And then also, it's just as quick to get from Gotham to Ohio uh, or, or wherever the uh, Rachel's supposed to be. I forget where that somewhere in the Midwest, right? Yeah, Columbus, Ohio, more specifically. Okay, so <laughs> so from DC to Gotham to Columbus, they do all that in a matter of minutes. It seems like either that or Dick Grayson and Trigon and Rachel's mom and all of them are just kind of standing around there for hours and hours, just looking at each other. And you know, Rachel is sad. Uh, and then the characters, all of those characters, magically appear at the house just to not help at all whatsoever serve no well, purpose wait a moment wait wait just a moment no they, they there's an important plot line involved there's such an unimportant so because i don't want the fans to get upset we don't want to piss off the fans saying we didn't watch it correctly or something so and hawk and dove I was gonna get so, to it <laughs> so so dove gets the vision to get to get hank to go to gotham to get jason todd yes they get jason todd Five minutes later, they're suddenly Jason at the spooky house, right next to uh, Starfire house. and Donna, Troy. Yes. And Trigon is like, okay, here's the trap for you to walk into. And they're all like, okay, let's walk right into this trap. We and then they all get their own mini version of Dick Grayson's thing. It's the entire their own last nightmare involves horror. Yeah, all they each get their own little nightmare sequence where they get tricked into uh, becoming murderers in some form or another. Although weirdly is just them doing heroin because you're gonna have to help remind me of this don't they already kill people they uh they beat they bloody people up they snap people's necks but they don't kill okay so the obvious scene except for starfire starfire is the one that does kill right 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 so but but the obvious uh thing for for hawk and dove would be like a revenge thing against the the pedophile coach, although they kind of already did that scene in real life last season, so I guess they couldn't do that. No, uh, so what they did for, for Hawk and Dove, <laughs> Dove and Hawk uh, basically find out... Uh, they No, for Hawk and Dove, it was they got the flashback to college, they find the coach, they kill the coach. That's not that, what happened in the episode. I thought that was the, the young kid. Oh, no, it was the... Uh, Donna Troy was no, the... They, 
they go in, no yo that was donna troy she kills the arsonist who killed her parents by yeah. burning down i just love fires i can't stop it uh, please i'll go to jail uh. and you're just... hawk hawk and dove just uh transport to a nightmare scenario where they're both so overwhelmed by their trauma that they just decide to start shooting up heroin together. so that's their version of oh because heroin's the same as death Tygon. as we all know like they're gonna end up killing each other by developing this habit to i guess that's sort of implication folks there's an opioid epidemic here do not do opioids because if you do uh it's really trigon infesting you so you have a big spooky face so you can scare off a little girl should we run through all of them even though they're completely inconsequential to what actually ends up happening no we have to go okay so we got don troy was arsonist hawk and dove i thought that was the coach but yeah i guess it was uh it was heroin Jason yeah, Todd was Jason Todd he, is basically a fight sequence against Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson says, yeah. "You can't beat me. You can't." But all fan service because you want Dick Grayson and Jason Todd to fight. He, he just pops right into uh, where we left off in Dick Grayson's fantasy right after he killed Batman, and he's evil now. So Jason Todd has to fight and kill Dick Grayson, and all. Each one of these characters is so dumb that not one of them even realizes that they're falling for an illusion. Because, like, Starfire just kills Raven. Like, that's it. it really, no, the best one was Starfire. Yeah. Was just, like, here's, like, one minute. And it's just, like, snap the neck of Raven. That's it. Yeah. Just fucking killed her. It was all so easy. And then they've all been corrupted by Trigon. And they proceed to stand still for the, the rest of the conflict. spooky faces as well. And for some reason, Beast Boy is the only one that Trigon doesn't uh, turn evil. I guess he's just presumed dead or something. He's turned into a snake. Well, after so he that's... beat... Well, no, 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 spoiler. Yeah, first, he gets the shit kicked out of him yet again, oh, thrown against the, the to... shelf, then turns into every... a shitty fucking CGI snake. Two animals we've now seen Beast Boy transform into. He's not just Tiger Boy anymore. He can be Snake Boy, too. They spent the budget on that snake. How hard would it be to just get a real green snake? There are actual green snakes. So you don't even have to like use color correction or CGI or anything. Just get a damn green snake for that one shot. So now Rachel thinks everyone that she trusts is dead except for Trigon and the mom. Trigon mm-hmm. then uh, snaps the neck of the mom like within like two seconds. Just like a quick... Yeah, we're done with her. She's dead. Like, after we had this whole setup for, like, three episodes. Yeah, we're done. Just... And then... Why? I don't even know why her mom... I guess her mom's whole purpose was just to lure her back to Trigon in the first place, and then... This causes her, her to scream. That screaming is the suffering that causes enough to free Trigon. And that heart of her is dead, which causes the stone to be ripped out from her and then turn into this weird gem that they then... Trigon just stabs into uh, Rachel's forehead to be the jewel. He rips her heart out, crushes it into a gem, and stabs it right into her fucking third eye chakra. Uh, and then, that, and then we get about five seconds of Evil Raven uh, before Beast Boy walks up and just magically saves her with the power of love by holding her hand. You go and it flashes back. This is all. This is all so backwards because this is not how the story is supposed to go. Raven's the one who's supposed to be corrupted by Trigon, not everyone else. And then the rest of the Titans are supposed to have to fight to like 
rescue her from Trigon's influence or whatever. But the, and the thing the is, co- which makes it even worse, is if they're all corrupted by Trigon, wouldn't Trigon then use that to manipulate them into beating up Rachel? Yeah, or as a personal use... army against what the world? Was... <laughs> or What was the point of even corrupting them? All he had them do was stand on the porch, which makes it even weirder that w- once uh, Rachel's been immediately freed from Trigon's spell and turned good again, which sucked, uh, for some reason, it's she considers it necessary to go into Dick Grayson's mind and risk her life wait, to wait, try to reach we, him. And save was him. a nice cutscene of everything that they did in Titan Season One. All four <laughs> scenes. That was it. Right. Yeah. Just <laughs> holding her hand and reminding her that they love each other, and then that's it. In and it's like, comics, but they weren't. Beast Boy was not in much in Season One, so this was all horseshit. Yeah. In in the comics, they spent years of subtly uh, uh, developing the uh, the influence of Trigon, slowly corrupting Raven and uh, eventually overwhelming her. And then they have a whole big thing about it, where she becomes evil, and there's and there's a big confrontation. We saw, but in this, it was like a five second thing. Uh, Raven is evil for like a few seconds. Beast Boy holds her hand. They have some memories. She's back to normal. Remember when I when then, you sat on my couch and I played video games? And for absolutely no reason at all, uh, she has to uh, go into Dick Grayson's mind and rescue him by risking her life with the the very oddly staged. Oh no, it was great acting. Oh no, that was superb acting by Brenton Thwaites. Oh God. That Rachel, <laughs> how's it going? And, yeah, Stop evil dick, dick is. Stop evil it! Dick this is isn't real. Bad. This isn't you. Do not like evil dick. And oh, also, Rachel, he is a murderer. And there was no reason uh, that she needed to do that because she didn't bother uh, doing the same thing for any of the others. All she had to do was walk over to her dad, who was just standing there in a field, waiting for her to come and just blow him to bits. And that was it. So and then they were Rachel... all freed from the spell. Oh, no. And then got into an Inception moment, too, with, with Dick Grayson. Because it was, okay, now we're into Dick Grayson. Right. And now I'm going to, and by touching your hand, I'm into Dick Grayson's memory. Now I'm going right. to touch Dick Grayson's hand in this memory. <laughs> Oh, right, right, yeah, because so she becomes little girl Raven inside Rachel inside of Dick's mind, and they like have a little chat. Hey, we're in Haley Circus again, the very first scene of season one, which wrapped it all together, which I think would be perfect if this was like the finale scene of season one. Like, hey, this wraps up together, nice loose ends. It also would have made more sense if uh, Dick then proceeded to do anything helpful at all. After being freed. No, because, okay, so I have to just sort of rewind for a second here and state the one thing that I do did actually like was that I did think that when Trigon assumed his, like, actual demon form, he did look pretty fucking cool. He looked like Goro from Mortal Kombat. That was what, Trigon was Goro before Goro. He had the four arms and the, the four eyes, and I thought they did a pretty good job. He looked kind of cool. He looked unfortunately, fucking cool. That was a cool creature. Unfortunately, all he did was go and stand in a field and kill some birds and grass. But have you passively. noticed whenever he walked, there, the, the grass died, and the trees died, and the birds died? 
in instead of uh, immediately setting to work with his daughter and his other uh, evil mind slaves he created to destroy the world, he just goes and stands outside, giving Beast Boy time to rescue her, and then her to waste even more time rescuing uh, Dick, which really served no purpose. And hey, then she d- simply, Dick, if I die in your dream, I die in real life. Yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna come to Why? you by going on this trapeze now. <laughs> Had this realization that Dick was so damn important to her, even though he abandoned her two times. <laughs> He's been this totally shitty older brother figure that doesn't even have any way of helping because he can't do shit in a fight against this demon. And anyway, so she wastes even more time uh, saving Dick, but Trigon is gracious enough to just stand there in the middle of the field for that whole time so that Raven can walk over and just blow him up. I like, the and that's tra- it. It's <laughs> that's that it. simple. Trapeze All scene. Of, I'm then, still fascinated by the trapeze scene, though. <laughs> so n- narratively unnecessary because none of the other corrupted Titans members tried to stop her. She the didn't even have to shit. fight them off. She he she just had to walk right past them to fight her at all so what was the point of saving dick because they're all they all automatically got freed when all she did was just use her superpowers and blow up her dad and her dad didn't even try to fight back it was pathetic see there was a heartwarming moment with that scene with dick grayson they were on the trapeze you got to see dick grayson finally be an acrobat by means of He's upside down on a trapeze, and we don't see the floor, so we we're led to believe Rachel's just standing on a on a platform and just waving back and forth to give the illusion it, of it, swing. Are the physics of it don't seem to make sense? I mean, I know it's happening inside their minds or whatever, but like, oh no, 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 no she I seems, forgot the best uh, horror movie. She seems to just slip off of it and fall towards the ground, and she's like almost on the ground, but then Dick goes and catches her as if she were up in the air. But it seems, I don't know. I just, oh, but shit. whatever. I just it's forgot not the real, best, the most memorable scene of these horror what flashbacks. The, what was the most memorable scene? Jason Todd in Dick Grayson fight. And it's the, we're in Batman's like, like cool tech thing. And there's a gun. Oh, Batman doesn't use guns. Yeah, yeah. And he just right. gets shot in the face. And that's it. <laughs> Jason Batman shoots kept... Dick Grayson square in the yeah. forehead. That was funny. Batman had kept the gun that uh, that had that his parents were killed with, and uh, and uh, Dick is like, you know, Batman doesn't keep that loaded, and, he, and Jason's like, yeah, but I do, and shoots him in the fucking. Head. It was so shit. This show is just like unnecessary. And and I do think that that was a Chekhov's gun situation left over from the previous season finale. Cause I think we saw, we sp- spied that gun uh, in the back cave in. Cause the, the original season. part reason that this was supposed to be the actual se- season one finale. And it was supposed to be a two part finale. Right. And it's like, if this was the finale, like a lot of this stuff could have easily been omitted. Yeah. Uh, and notice how they had all those characters go through the same thing as Dick Grayson for no reason, but it took a total of like, uh, 10 minutes, uh, minutes. they didn't have to devote an entire fucking episode to it like they did with dick as the season finale but the thing is you d- you didn't get and like also, donna's was, backstory no... you never got donna's backstory with the arsonist you only yeah, got told about it well yeah that was i guess supposed to explain that to us uh that 
mentioned her arson thing. You had before. the big backstory with Hank and Don, which, by the way, I'll still remind people are the best characters. Like the best thing, yeah. the best scene was when, and it was like a stupid twenty second line of how they got Jason Todd was Hawk and Dove going to Gotham, and Jason's like, "Who the hell are you? I'm Jason Todd. I'm a cool dude. Fuck y'all." Yeah. And they, all <laughs> they he did are... was he did upside down eyes like the Batman thing you used to as a kid, and goes, <laughs> "Does this look familiar?" Yeah, yeah, they are they are the coolest and best characters, which is why naturally they make sure to make them completely useless to the narrative and serve no purpose in this episode. Uh, so we all, so we, all we see them do is is have a nightmare fantasy about doing heroin, which turns them. So when we get to Trigon doing his uh, uh, big dramatic Shakespearean blah blah blah, everything's dying. Rachel then leaves the house. All the friends are there. They have a spooky face. Yeah. Do they try to fight her? No. Uh, do they? No, they just stand there. They just let her go right by. And it's just, she just sits there, and then she just <laughs> screams. She lets her out her, uh, not even like the big catchphrase. Just, just, and just. And, and Trigon is presumably just completely uh, disintegrated. He's just gone. Like and uh, Everyone wakes there, up. There isn't even like an implication of like, oh, she's defeated him for now, but. The evil still lurks within the gem on her head or some shit like that. It's like, oh, no, she beat him. He's dead. He's gone. And everyone's back, apparently. Head up. Yeah, everyone's fine now. Uh, Trigon wasted his fucking time corrupting all those people. Didn't serve any purpose. Uh, all he accomplished was killing half a dozen birds and a bunch of grass. And the mom. So and then we so get by, so by now we're thinking okay the episode's almost over right I feel like I've been watching this for at least an hour now so let's wrap things up right no like, no no end? no we have to have a news story about this we cut we go to the news to uh, the introduction of the new anniversary also known as death uh, seems like it's supposed to be the last scene in the episode right shouldn't it be like shouldn't we have gotten a whole episode with serious conflict and fighting and action where they all dramatically take down Trigon together. And then in the last minutes, we get the thing where Deathstroke sees them on the TV and then the episode's over. Right. And at that point I had to check, I had to check the time on the episode and I was shocked to discover that there was still over 10 minutes left. Oh no, no, not even 10. I, I couldn't. You were at the midpoint when we get to I news. I couldn't even fathom the fact that this wasn't the last scene. We go to that's the midpoint. The the news broadcast goes uh mysterious lady's dead, six birds mysteriously dead too. No one no sources of who killed what. Uh all these people are here. Mask vigilantes are on the loose. And then Jason Todd jumps into the camera and goes, "Turns are back, are bitches. back bitches." Yeah. Uh so <laughs> And then Which if is, you saw the Deathstroke scene, it's no longer Titans are back bitches. It's Titans back bitches. Woo! Oh, it's they use a different fucking take when when he sees the news broadcast. Because the cam because if you even, see the camera I didn't even catch that. The camera is a full body scene. The camera with where it's shot yeah. is a full body scene. When they go to the Deathstroke scene, Jason Todd going, Titans back bitches, woo! It's a up close, like a, almost like a close up. Like he just pops up, like he's like some sort of like t like a like a cartoonish uh, TV host. Like, hey guys, what's up? Titans are back, bitches! Woo! So, so the implication we're getting here is that Deathstroke was the old Teen Titans nemesis. Uh, he probably lost his eye fighting them, 
And if they're following the comics, uh, they're all, they might also be responsible for the death of one of his sons. Uh, so, uh, um, so Deathstroke sees been... this news, buys a lot of stuff, was living <laughs> yeah. in a, a farm, like living off the grid. Yeah, that like every fucking villain has to do when they've decided to retire from being a villain. They go live in a cabin somewhere or on a farm off the grid. And he's just uh, living this peaceful life. He's retired. He's given up the murdering children life. But ch- child heroes are back, bitches. So now it's time for him to come out of retirement, I guess. Right? Yes. So now he finds out that child- the Titans are back, bitches. He calls his his best friend, and they go back to his house, his big mansion that he yeah, made. So that's through- his. So that's his house because Deathstroke Slade Wilson is rich, but he's. I guess chosen to abandon his own big house in favor of living out in a shitty cabin. Which is like, what the fuck? If you ever make your money off being like the world's greatest assassin, like this is like if Hitman was real and you're the world's greatest Hitman. So in in this uh, uh, version, I guess Wintergreen is more more like his boss or handler. Uh, he's like he's than... kind of like a handler secretary, like, all right, Slade, yeah. this is a cool deal, $4 million. All you got to do is just kill off a... Yeah. Middle Eastern prince. <laughs> He's like hiring him, whereas it, which makes a little bit more sense than the comics where uh, uh, Wintergreen was a superior officer to him in the military who he became such good friends with that the, he basically became. He's like he's like the evil version of Alfred. And it was just because they were such good buddies that he decided to become his his butler. I guess so. There's always a kind of a weird relationship that didn't quite add up to me. Oh, no. And then it gets weirder with this Deathstroke Wintergreen thing. So Wintergreen's apparently, like, I guess, occupying the house. Just taking care of the house for him, keeping an eye on his old uh, costume and shit. So then when they get to the go downstairs to, like, the attic area, it puts the secret code to enter the shop. And then you see all of these weapons, like sniper rifles, swords, katana, the usual Deathstroke, like, uh, like gallery of, of toys and then the last thing you see is the Deathstroke suit and then that's the part where you're supposed to go okay that's it that's a great way to end the episode the Deathstroke suit you see that's it the for the ending. first time would be nice if it didn't look like shit but whatever you know it is, a, is, clearly... it is a nice teal it's a teal seafoam blue this is clearly the point to end the episode this ominous note where it's like oh the new villain's been established but no apparently there's still we still have to see a whole scene that could have easily waited for the second episode. Remember with Crypto and in Crypto and Superboy? That would like what the yeah, hell what is that reference doing? in that? This, well, this could have been like the end. Like it could have omitted Superboy. They could have just made this the introduction and then like had the Deathstroke and then in credits and then season one, the first thing you see is Superboy and Crypto. But no, I guess so. No, we're we, you're, you're, then we we're introduced to the worst Batman of all time. This this man could not be less like Batman if he tried. I sent I sent you a message and I choice. was like, oh, that's Alfred. Not Alfred. Uh, he is played by a British <laughs> he actor. He's not at all Batman. He's what's his name? He's Jorah Mormont from Game of Thrones. Jorah Mormont. He is okay. So when you think like He's a Bruce doing Wayne. This- you think like the big bicep dude, you think of yeah. like clearly ultimately athletic and there's an Alfred yeah. who's like supposed to be the snarky like weirdo. Uh-huh. Now imagine uh, like a Howard Schultz dork of a billionaire. Yeah. 
It yeah, it, it actually seemed like he's supposed to be a classic, like a Howard Hughes type, like a classic billionaire. He's sophisticated. He's a little bit older, of course. There's a slightly older Batman because Robin's all grown up. He's thirty now, apparently. But look like he could hold his own in a. He does not. This is not a Batman. That's and uh, in we the are, shadow of Ben Affleck. Joke, we're not even saying in joking terms. Like you know how like people are like you know I watching Tim Burton's Batman. I just don't believe you know you 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 can get like the guy who played Beetlejuice. <laughs> Even Michael Keaton was more believable as Batman than Jorah Mormont. Uh, he just, and then his character doesn't seem anything like Batman. He just seems like a slick, like rich guy, you know? Uh, he doesn't, like, there's supposed to be some kind of bitterness or hostility between him and Dick, but that's not really there. Oh, no, they threw that of- out. Like, there was none of that. <laughs> And also, like, in the first season, we had, like, gotten little glimpses of Batman from behind or in the shadows or sort of heard his voice. And, and it, it was a standard, We're not including, like, like the nightmare sequences. We were talking, like, man. established. So, and, we, and it was basically the standard idea of Batman, dark-haired, gruff, uh, aggressive. And we get this elderly-looking, blonde, thin gentleman, this rakish man, uh... Who just seems like the the exact opposite of Batman? Like maybe this he could have been Batman's dad, or he's just so not at all like Batman, and he just has this very boring little conversation with Dick. I'm just like, where's this going? Hey, Dick, how's it going? Uh, well, yeah. I just uh, finished my uh, the thing. I did the thing, and uh, it's and he, uh, it's almost his, his accent this time around almost came more like Beto O'Rourke this time around. <laughs> Neither of them say anything clever or anything. There's not, like, any tension to the scene. There's no hard feelings of what you did and why you left. They have tea. There's no sense of the chemistry or the history of the relationship between these two guys. It's just kind of like, hey, how's it going? It's like... You replaced me with Jason Todd. Oh, Jason, yeah, he's he's a good... He's a good ally. He's a good... You know, he's a good... He's an aggressive one, though. Unlike you, but you know, I, I do like him. And it's really, like, you, you, uh, you, can, you should this, teach him some things. The point of this way too long and boring scene is that uh, Dick wants to restart the Titans and put under one, because he presumably provides all the funding for the Titans Tower, which we now learn is in San Francisco. Which makes sense, because Jump City, San Francisco, like they're pedals. That's fine. It, it, I mean, I guess they didn't want to do New York. It was New York City in the comics, but like, that's so, you know every fucking marvel thing so they wanted to do it somewhere else i thought that they were just going to be based in detroit since that was oddly where they decided to set the beginning of uh at the this first point season, i'm but... led to believe dick grayson's no longer a cop yeah yeah <laughs> they it's, fired it, him they were it's like... weird he never seemed to officially quit like he just for all the first season he was kind of just stringing them along pretending he was still working for the Detroit police. They never like, really got oh. justice for her for the sidekick, the blonde lady either. Now that I think about it. In who? Remember the blonde lady is like, "Why are you so di- why are you so like quiet?" His like partner? Yeah, that blonde lady. And then in this in the I pilot forgot, episode cuz then he's like, "Oh, did. well, I, my old job, uh bad boss, uh ba ba." Forgot she even existed. The 
him being a detective was just a, a lame little device to get him to meet Raven in the first place. And then pretty much they just sort of gradually forget about it. Just kind of forget that that ever happened. Because now he's, he's taking the kids out to San Francisco to Titans Tower and they're doing the Titans. This very sentimental song is playing and they're all having like visions of the old uh, Titans standing in their little like... Uh, yeah, the original tubes, four, like... Donna Troy, <laughs> Robin, Hawk Dove. And this time around, because they had to go their separate ways, which, by the way, in the, when they did their split off, because we forgot to say, they had to t- one took the minivan, the other took the uh, the Jeep. Donna Troy leaves with Hawk Dove and Starfire. So yeah, it becomes weird. Raven, Beast Boy, and Jason. And Jason, by the way, in the scene, uh, this was pointed out, when they were closing the door, like the back of the of the car which he was sitting in, he left like the window up and then pulled it down, and it was this really cheap take. So you just see this hand stick out, and it's so awful. Yeah, there is so much boring shit that they just could have cut out. Like this is all was, like the ex- it, it was like they really <laughs> needed to pad it out to get it to like a full fifty-two minute episode, and then that scene of them entering Titan's tower and everybody feeling so emotional and feeling the weight and the history of this place, you know, and Jason Todd seeing the, the, the gymnastics, uh, you know, studio and being like, Oh man, Oh, this is so cool. Yeah, Cause you know, Jason Todd, the acrobat. It's, it's all just like, it, it, it's all sentimental. And I'm just thinking like, dear God, just let this end. No, you gotta have so, Beast Boy and Raven hold hands. They're finally established as a couple. As they uh, and for some reason, Corey uh, Starfire needs to go off on her own. Send a postcard as, from your home planet. Ha <laughs> Just a plot contrivance to get them all to end up, you know, working together again. Like probably, uh, what's his name? Deathstroke is gonna go after all of them, or at least the old members, Hawk and Dove. And Starfire want to help too. She and Dick are probably gonna have sex again at some point. And we got to introduce but, Superboy, you know, and we got to introduce Aqualad in some regard because that's yeah, coming yeah. Up. There's and um, what's her name? Uh, Deathstroke's uh, daughter is and in Jericho, and then involved. all that. Yeah, we gotta have all that fun stuff. Yeah, but I just like there doesn't seem the the scene where like they're all splitting up thing because it's like. What, why does Starfire? What is she going to do? Where is she going? Why like, is why she did, leaving? Yeah. What? Why does she were just going to have Ra- her and Dick Grayson be a couple? So I guess no. They went to all this trouble to establish them all as like a group or whatever. It's like, well, I'm going to go Jason now. Why is Jason going with Dick Grayson? He'd be back in Gotham with Batman. That no. Well, that was that was uh, Bruce's thing. Uh, that was his uh, one condition. If you want to restart the Titans, you got to bring this little shit kicker with you and try to. Uh, <laughs> so that's just going to lead into season three. Here's Tim Drake. Yeah, well, you had him, so I had to get another. <laughs> Batman just can't live without a little boy. Not, he just needs to collect those little boys. <laughs> Epstein theory is all over again. I just. It was so just mind numbingly fucking boring. There was so that happened that was incidental at all like why wasn't there basically a whole episode with this trigon confrontation why didn't some characters have to fight other characters why did they all just stand there on a porch 
and just look out at nothing like menacingly. You know, if it was, <laughs> it was, it, why was, why was Trigon who's supposed to be this incredibly powerful world destroying demon, uh, so fucking easy to defeat? Like, uh, garbage, just absolute garbage. You know what? I figured out how I could fix this because I think it was a big editing issue. Clearly, this was season one finale. So here's how I would have done it. I know this is not like how I normally would do like game shows, I suppose, or whatever. But we have these scenes in order. So you make the season finale, uh, that two-part finale. So it's the in, in with spooky face, but you omit the Superboy scene. Season, uh, then we go into part two, which is this Trigon fight. You keep all of these boring backstories, and you make sure that it shows that Rachel loses that connection with that person. So then it becomes this meaning of everyone that she knows is gone. So I'm the only one left, Trigon. You extend that fight out because it's clear they kind of had more in mind, but the budget wasn't there. You make Beast Boy the actual star of it, as in, like, it's actually Beast Boy that was the hero that saved Rachel, not Rachel. <laughs> and then right when you get to Titans are back bitches, you cut to the Deathstroke scene. You get to Deathstroke. Then you see that separate ways. Then you get to the Titans Tower. When you get to Titans Tower, then you get that Krypton scene with Superboy. When Then when you're like, okay, that's it. We got the Superboy scene. Now you go back to the Deathstroke in with the suit. I, I guess, yeah. I don't know. Because now it you already... established both places where everyone's at. They're gone. Like, it They're already in the tower. Like this ep- it He's already in the... felt like this episode had like five different endings in a row, and it feels like you just want to add more endings to it. There is like 12 endings. This was like a, this was nothing but endings. Like the scenes were all endings. Would it's like a choose your own ending? Do you want happy ending? Okay, well, happy ending is uh, they beat Trigon. That the end. Trigon could have been should have been like a series long arc, like something like this looming threat that's always hanging over them while Deathstroke and all this other stuff is is also going on. And it was only been brought so up in like, theory because of the nuclear family and all this shit from season one. This dispatch of fucking Trigon like that is so lame. Like, what a waste. of and Really, then, one of the uh, ultimate villains to have in the show. Presumably something's going to happen with uh, the, the, the Tamaranians, Starfire's people. Like, that's probably going to be maybe the CD thing. And then we'll get to it's the Titans to in space. So uh, Corey Ander apparently came to Earth to kill Rachel, right? Yes. He decided not to do that and ultimately didn't have to because it was super easy for Rachel to... Uh, turn good and kill trigon so no problem the real ultimate evil was done within like two minutes as it turns out but what's so what's going on with the tamaranian what is starfire supposed to do now are we gonna learn about any of that stuff like these are all uh these are all like threads of the story that could be uh you know if it were written uh cleverly could this is written by jeff struggle. johns are you Doubting the creativity of Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns might be one of my biggest personal enemies uh, at the moment. <laughs> one of my greatest foes in life. Uh, this is like... Th- I just don't... I mean, it's all laid out. Marv Wolfman laid you don't it all have to out. Marvel. I get it. You don't want to paint by numbers Marvel movie this. You, but I'm you saying, don't have I said, to. I said, Marv, I said Marv Wolfman laid it all out. You had... The, the Deathstroke thread 
and the Trigon thread and the threat of Blackfire and the Tamaranians and the Hive, which was the secret evil organization that Dead Oak worked for. All that stuff was going on all at once, and it was all sort of being juggled. And at the same time, you had, like, uh, the Titans dealing with all their emotional problems. It, like, it wasn't just, like, it's just so lame to be like, okay, this was the threat this season. We dispatched that, it, and then bad guy for a season. Then we'll beat him. Then maybe there'll be a new bad guy. It's just boring and shitty writing. Oh, and, not only uh, that, like, the writing is not just shit. It's the... Well, we're TVMA, so we're allowed to do shit and fuck. And yeah. it's like the the times when they're supposed to say fucking shit are like ingenuine. I don't know if it's the acting necessarily or it's really just whoever wrote this tried to write for like a 19 year old boy like Jason Todd. So when he opens up like the 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 katana room or whatever with the with the gym stuff, are you fucking serious? <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the vulgarity and the TVMA nature of it just doesn't feel earned. It doesn't feel like the writing is good or serious and allowed. It is. And the thing is, we're talking about, once again, a comic book that's geared towards teenagers. Like, this is the Teen Titans. Yeah, but that makes sense because teenagers like Kase and stuff, and they know that uh, it you can't really realistically restrict them watching. You That's know? like who it's for. It's for like 15, 16 year olds to go, man, this is the coolest badass show ever. Oh my God. Fuck yeah. Oh man, Dick Grayson. Fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah Jason Tom. Fuck yeah. Beast Boy. Oh yeah. That's a hunk. Oh hell yeah. I'm going to ship And it's like, yeah, but you're also shipping like the most one dimensional boring ass characters, especially <laughs> in this episode. So watch Doom Patrol. It's a much better show. If you haven't already seen season one of Doom Patrol and you haven't seen Titans, go ahead and skip Titans. Watch Doom Patrol instead. Doom Patrol is a uh, much better show. You get a story of like an air f- about a military man who is ashamed for being gay. Like, there you go. There's your inclusive story. You have a story about a, like a, a race car driver uh, who is a piece of shit to his family. <laughs> And is trying to make good on it. You have uh, Starlet, who is like always egregious and always cares about her own looks and personality. That when it's taken away from her, she has to you've got, make. You've got a meta Deadpool style villain who breaks the fourth wall in ways that are uh, actually cooler than that sounds because it sounds dumb on paper but it actually kind of makes the story cool. Like, there is a lot of better... Th- and, and the problem is, this show's about Titans, not Doom Patrol, and I don't know if we have to watch episode two of season two. I'm not looking... I think we have we to got, because we got, this we seems gotta like... We gotta do it. Because this seems like a resolution. To watch this show. This seems like a resolution. Like, this seemed like mm-hmm. this was the end of season one, and if this was the end of season one, where we get all of the establishments of Deathstroke and the Tower and all this, like, if I had to think back like this was last year... I'd still get pissed off. <laughs> to the listeners, I'm advising you, don't watch this show. Let us do it for you. We'll explain the show to you so that you don't even have to bother. I'm trying to explain. <laughs> and, and uh, we're trying to explain scenes. I know you want us to get into more details of this. Like, oh, no, they don't. We've given way more detail than anybody wants to hear. about. Watch what? Doom Patrol. Not going to spoil that for you because it's a, actually a good show. Uh, do not watch Titans. Just rely on us to recap it for you uh and i'm sure that you'll agree 
that it's not worthwhile. Two, episode one, titled Trigon, absolute dog shit, terrible episode of television, not looking forward to the rest of this season. That's, uh... Well, that's going to do it for us this episode. See you next week for the next episode of Titans. Episode two. Shit, I forgot the name of it. Uh... I think, I think it's, it's Rose. Rose. Oh, that's that's the Deathstroke daughter. Yeah, we're going to meet her. She's like girl Deathstroke. That'll be fun. We'll meet that character. And the cool stuff is in store for us here on Trevor Talks Titans with Jordan. I'm Trevor Drinkwater. Bye, everybody. Bye, folks. Bye.